Hey, this episode is brought to you by NailYourZone.com. NailYourZone features a huge collection of licensed vendors of Greek and Masonic paraphernalia. You're sure to find something that you're going to love, so check them out today at NailYourZone.com. Alpha Phi Alpha. Alpha Kappa Alpha. Kappa Alpha Psi. Omega Psi Phi. Delta Sigma Theta. Phi Beta Sigma. Theta Phi Beta. Sigma Gamma Rho. Iota Phi Theta. Hi, welcome to Greekly Speaking. I'm Eric, and joining me for this episode is Dr. Nakia Edwards of Sigma Gamma Rho Sorority Incorporated. Dr. Edwards is a native of New Haven, Connecticut, with over 20 years of experience in behavioral health field. She's licensed in professional counseling and substance abuse counseling, serving several sectors of the community, including military veterans, young adults, incarcerated individuals as well. Dr. Edwards is also the founder of Abundant Solutions LLC, where she serves as clinical director, providing outpatient clinical mental health services. Dr. Edwards was initiated in the new Mu chapter of Sigma Gamma Rho in 1996, and she currently serves as first vice president of the Omega Sigma alumni chapter. Dr. Edwards, thank you for joining us on Greekly Speaking. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Hey, I'm, I'm glad you had a chance to take a few minutes out your busy schedule and <laughs> spread some of the knowledge you have. Uh, thank you very much for having me because I don't get this opportunity often. So I'm thanking you genuinely for allowing me to, to grace your mic and your audience with what I have to offer today. Hey, you know what? Despite what we see on the news, I think this world is a beautiful place and it's full of beautiful people doing beautiful things. But first of all, I want to hear a little bit about your Greek background and what inspires you to go Greek. What, what attracted you to this Greek life thing? Well, as you have already noted, I was made at the University of Connecticut where the baddest and blue mind-blowing new mu chapter hails and is chartered March 9th, 1996. There were three of us and before I even get into that, I just want to say that I know that I made the right decision to join the illustrious Sigma Gamma Rho Sorority Incorporated. Uh, the ladies that were on campus at that time, I just was enamored by the way that they were sisterly, genuinely sisterly, not just within themselves, but the community, the campus community, but then also outside of the campus community. And me being a freshman, because I did, I did come in as a freshman, second semester, I was actually 16 years old. So I was still a young person. So me being influenced by the right young ladies was paramount to where I am right now today. I was mentored and friended by a member of Sigma Gamma Rho, Tamika Cameron. Omega Rho, who is no longer with us. But as a freshman, she took me in, in as a friend and I became her, her mentee. And from there, I learned about, you know, sisterhood among Black women. And this is before she even introduced me to the Sorors, the sisters of Sigma Gamma Rho Sorority Incorporated. 
So her vibe and her spirit was already impactful upon me as a young, as a young lady at, at, at way at school. So when I met the, the ladies at uh, the New Mute chapter of Sigma Gamma Rho that fall of 95, it, it was almost like an instant connection. I felt at home, I felt welcomed, I felt encouraged, I felt empowered, I felt confident. And it wasn't that they gave that to me, is that they made sure that what was in me came out of me. And so it was, it was already, already made up for me when it was offered, uh, what are we doing? When is it happening? Oh, that's what that is? Okay, I'm going. <laughs> uh, and that they said was that, no, 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 no. This is great, but you need to make sure. So go and explore the other organizations. And that was heavily pressed upon, not just me, the other ladies that were interested, you know, explore the other organizations. See if they have something that sparks you. Make sure that you choosing Sigma Gamma Rho is, is the decision for you. And, and so it was. <laughs> March 9th, 1996, it became what it is now. And here I am. And I'm grateful for those ladies. I'm grateful for their sistership. I'm, I'm grateful for their friendship. We are still friends today. We're still sisters today. We're still sororers today. And I'm just very grateful for them for what they poured into me. And now I'm pouring it back out into the community and anybody who would listen. And I love that you said that, you know, they encouraged you to explore because that helps the chapter really as well, right? Not just you. It helps you make sure that you're comfortable with the decision that you make, but it also helps to ensure that you have people in your chapter working that want to be there, right? Yes. They yes. want to be there. So I, I think that's awesome. So so how many uh, young ladies came in with you? You said three? There were three of us. Yes, there was myself and then Dr. Shereen Mason and then Nicole Mitchell. And of course, I was the ace and uh, we did pretty well. <laughs> so I'm going to ask you a couple of questions. All right. So first of all, what's the name of the line? Imani. Imani. Okay. Yes. And, okay. All right. How, how did they come up with that name? Well, we, we were a threesome. We were. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We were that we definitely brought different things to the, the chapter, to each other. We didn't know each other at all, but by the time we finished, we knew each other genuinely and not because of what we what we uh, endured, encountered, experienced, and grew upon, but because we genuinely came together. Till this day, both ladies are godmothers to my children, and active godparents to my children, not just a name. So that even for me is just like this is this is a real family situation here that has wow. grown. A, a sisterhood. So we have my two line sisters who are the godparents of my children, and we continue to make sure that we keep it as a family. Okay, okay. And so you were the ace, and what was your line name? My line name was Mystique. Mystique. That name came about because of the, the power that they saw that exuded from me in the work that I did, the words that I spoke, but then there was often a mysterious 
part of me that everybody is trying to figure out. But there's no need for that because I always eventually let you know it's just a matter of when. I am who I am. That's right. <laughs> no mystery, but I get that you're confused. Okay, I love it. I love it. So you came into this thing at 16, confident, already new, ready to slay the world. I love it. I love it. So what, what types of activities was your chapter known for on that campus? On the campus, we were known for bringing the Greeks together. We did a lot of uh, inter-Greek activities with the Panhellenic and the Interfraternal Council. So we did a lot of, of unity, Greek unity uh, fundraising, a lot of Greek unity community service. And then off campus, we did a lot with Habitat for Humanity. That was one of the things that I enjoyed because till this day, I, I know how to put up a door. <laughs> and I always <laughs> tell people that I learned that by doing community service in Willimantic, Connecticut uh, with Habitat for Humanity. So I would say on campus, our biggest known activities would be the, the inter-Greek uh, activities that we did. That's awesome. So if there was someone who was considering going Greek, whether it's fraternity or sorority, what advice would you give them? I would say do your homework research. The reason that you want to join an organization, let alone a Greek organization, and spend your time with getting to know the persons who are on that campus or if it's a grad program in that particular grad chapter so that you know whether or not the not only is the organization for you but those that you will be working with that you will be serving with you're able to get along with and, and serve alongside uh, while the organization is one that you are committed to for life you will have to work with those persons and if you're not able to then that will impact and influence how you work for the organization or not. So I would say research, research the, the chapter, research the, the people, research the work that they are doing or have done in the community. Does it align with what your goals are personally or what you're trying to achieve in the future? What can you offer them? Is there an area that they are working in that you have skill and knowledge and that you can contribute to? So not just what they can do for you, but what you can do for them, making it a reciprocal relationship. And that way, the desire and the, the fire doesn't die out so soon as it does for many. Sound advice. Let's turn to some of your current endeavors. Tell us about Abundant Solutions, LLC. Abundant Solutions LLC is my private practice. I established it in January of 2011 in Newport News, Virginia. It's uh, my private practice originally in thought started out as meeting the need of mental health services by going to my clients rather than having them come to my office that I would go to them. In theory, that's what I wanted to do and not really having a lot of guidance, or I should say, I didn't really ask for a lot of help in the very beginning, which served me um, well and didn't serve me well in the very beginning. But what I did was I sat and asked myself, what is the need? How do I get people to get the help that they need? I've been in this field for a very long time. 
uh, as you noted, over 20 years. And what I come to see with individuals as well as with families is that we need the help. We need the support. We need the resources, but we're not going to get it for a number of reasons. So how about I bring it to you? All you have to do is just let me know, raise your hand, dial the number, let me know, and I'll come to you. I also thought that making sure that I remove barriers to access to treatment. So for those people who would have to take two or three buses to get to me, I'll come to you. For those people who didn't have the money to take the bus, a cab or Uber or whatever it is to get to me, I'll come to you. So that way, not only am I bringing these services to you, but I'm also bringing them to you in an environment that's familiar and comfortable to you as well. So it started off with me bringing services to my clients and then it transitioned to me doing them solely online, telehealth services. And that was before telehealth services is what it is now. So I wasn't getting a lot of traffic back then. Uh, 2011, 2012, not a lot of traffic. So then I said, I need to, to finally, you know, land somewhere. And so I began to sublease from a nursing home agency that's black owned um, by Grace Home Care, who let me sublease in their office so that I can have an office space for people to come to me. What I started noticing over the years was that people did want to get out of their, their comfort zones and their familiar spaces and and get a different perspective so coming into the office worked for some people so now i have both i do telehealth and i have office space unfortunately right now covid19 is is not allowing me to utilize my office space of course to keep myself as well as the people that i serve safe during this pandemic time so i'm only offering telehealth services there was a lot of thought that was went into building Abundant Solutions, LLC, even down to the name. The one thing that I kept in the forefront was make sure that I remove the barriers. We got to make mental health, mental wellness, and mental illness normal. This is normal. Just like you go to the doctor is normal. Just like you go to church, it's normal. Just like you may go to the Boys and Girls Club to get support, recreation, is normal. Coming to get help with our emotional, mental, and spiritual well-being is normal. And I wanted that to be what I based everything off of when it came to developing my policies, even down to my name, Abundant Solutions, LLC. You don't hear abundant counseling or abundant solutions, psychotherapy. You don't hear any of those terms that would typically make a lot of people saying, eh, I'm not going to no therapist. What, what are you talking about? A counselor? Oh, you mean a shrink? I'm not going to see nobody. I'm not doing that. And you shouldn't be either. Well, for those who are able to make it over that hump and, and be able to pick up the phone and or walk through my office door, they don't have to necessarily worry about if that is an issue of theirs, uh, the stigma or persons knowing that they're walking into a therapist's office or a counseling center because the name doesn't include that. It, the name speaks for exactly what it is that we do when you are in 
when we are in each other's spaces, and that is identifying and coming up with abundance of solutions to what it is that you may have going on with you and yours at the time. So that's, that's where it came from, even my own struggles that I had, dealing with uh, depression, uh, dealing with uh, loneliness, dealing with uh, having to overcome stigmas of being a single parent and raising children on, on my own, moving from Connecticut to Virginia with a six-month-old and a five-year-old, uh, not knowing anyone here and saying, you know, this is, this is where I'm going to start. This is where it's going to be. Going through all of those, uh, the divorce and the depression that came along with the divorce and a number of, of emotional and mental traumas that have occurred as a result of, of the divorce and many things thereafter. But that too, having me go through those experiences in life and seeking my own counseling, I repeat, seeking my own counseling. I'm a therapist myself. I'm a licensed professional counselor and I seek my own counseling so that I can be a better version of me no matter what hat I wear, if it's a therapist, if it's the clinical supervisor, it's, if it's you know, a partner, if it's a mother, if it's you know, a friend, daughter, it doesn't matter. I'm so glad that you brought these up. And first of all, I love that you introduced the concept of mental wellness in addition to mental health, right? Because mm -hmm. to me, the wellness is part of that whole checkup process, right? It's that soulful maintenance yes. activity, that set of activities that we go through to make sure it's, it's checking your levels, your gauges, just like on your dashboard in your car. Exactly. Uh, I think I'm running low here. I need to do something to, to address that. And, you know, and you said you sought therapy for some of your, the issues you were facing. And what I love in that, you had the ability to figure out that something was a little off, right? Something wasn't, yep. maybe a little off, maybe uh, it was a lot off, but yep. it's, you knew something <laughs> wasn't right. And this is just real talk. And, and I would love to have you on, on my Thought Session podcast where we can unpack this deeper. But that depression is real, man. It, it distorts the mirror that you look at every day, doesn't yeah. it? I'm, I'm, I'm not a, a licensed therapist or counselor. But to me, if I had gone through some of that, I feel like I can help people recognize that a little bit better, right? And mm -hmm. and at least some of the signs, whether they're ready to deal with it or not, right? Because, right, you know, right. everybody travels at their own speed. But I like the fact that you're making these services available. But in addition to that, you have a whole different set of ways you provide the services. You know, yes. you're, you're agile enough to to deal with the pandemic, you can go virtual. And, and to your point, some people do want to get out of their environment because sometimes the environment is the, is the source yeah. of, of, the, <laughs> of, the, of the issues. What, what type of impact has Sigma Gamma Rho had um, on your life that you, you can attribute some of the success of what you're doing professionally? In terms of the, the sisterhood that it offers is the same sisterhood that I give back outside of the organization. I take that with me even in my familial dealings, my, my siblings, those sisters I gained over the years, over the experiences. I apply that to those concepts, love and care to those persons. Sigma Gamma Rho has been 
has been a blessing to me and my family. My children have so many aunties, it's not even funny. <laughs> From Connecticut down to South Carolina, um, where I have a lot of stores that I um, have close contact with. But the organization overall, when I go certain places and people recognize that I have on some sort of para or the tag on my car or something like that, they recognize Sigma Gamma Rho as an organization that that is, you know, service-based, scholarship-based. It's almost like they have the expectation that she's going to bring it. Whatever she's coming here to do, that's a Sigma Gamma Rho. She's, she's the real deal, y'all. <laughs> so they have that that good stigma going for them so that I have a, a standard to um, live up to. And I don't mind living up to that standard. Sigma Gamma Rho has also, you know, highlights the, the excellent, the importance of excellence through quality over quantity. And I think that stuck with me in terms of when I was building my business, I don't need a hundred clients. I don't, I don't need 50 clients. I just want to be able to reach and touch those that need to be reached and touch. And if it's five this week, cool. If it's two this week, cool. I know that I made a difference, an imprint. I planted the seed in someone's life. Along that person's journey, someone else will come along and, and fertilize and we take the weeds out and somebody else will water and somebody else will give it sunlight. It's a process. I just want to be able to be an impact. And so Sigma Gamma Rho impacted me and in its ways, and I return that and do the same with other people. So that quality over quantity has always stuck with me, always. If, if someone in that area wanted to learn more about your services, where can they get more information? They can give a call into Abundant Solutions at 757-932-7455. If there are persons looking to speak with me in terms of consultation or um, speaking engagements, I can be reached directly at 757-817-8100. There's also my website, www.abundantsolutionsllc.com. I'm on Instagram at Abundant Solutions LLC. I'm also on Facebook at Dr. Nakia Edwards. I did uh, start and found the Virginia Black Therapy Fund. And I did that recently during this pandemic and social justice trauma crisis that we have going on. More than ever during this time, people are crying out in need of the mental health counseling support resources. And so the Virginia Black Therapy Fund was was started to offer free mental health therapy to Black, Indigenous people and people of color. There's a fund that I did start and we were just asking those to donate to that fund so that we can provide the free services to people. In addition to that, because I recognize my limits, I can't do it by myself. So I'm asking for any license 
black, indigenous, or people of color licensed therapists in Virginia, if you want to join me in this, to contact me as well, so that we can provide the services together, because we know that there are people out there and not everybody has insurance and not everybody has the uh, monetary ability to pay for therapy services. But we want to be able to be a blessing, to be able to plant the seed for those who are in need. If they are brave enough and courageous enough to pick up the phone and say, I need help, I feel as though we on the receiving end, we meaning us, us licensed people, those who can help should be able to pick up that line and receive it or return that email and say, hey, come on in. We've got, you know, an appointment available. So if there's any licensed um, therapists in Virginia who would like to join me on this venture, I encourage you to hit me up just the same. I would love to have you. And my goal is to, to serve at least 50 to 100 persons providing free mental health services. If you help one person make it another 24 hours, I have been impacted by enough of these issues to know how serious it is and how yes. beautiful it is that somebody is actually stepping up. So I hope um, all of our listeners out there, if you are one of those licensed uh, counselors or therapists in that Virginia area, you will collaborate to help disseminate all of this positive goodness um, <laughs> that, that that the good doctor is talking about here. And, and, and I'll, I'll just say this real quickly before we wrap up, because I was on your website. I was glad that you brought this up. And you, you are making two very powerful, bold statements. And, and, and I really love seeing that. You, you have a statement on racial injustice, as well yes. as the whole COVID-19. Tell us what inspired you to put those statements on your website. I can only be me. Even when I take off my therapist hat, I am still a Black woman. I am still a Black mother. I am still a human being. And so even when I am outside of my professional role, I have to acknowledge who I am. I know who I am, so therefore I have to acknowledge who I am. And I have to, you know, make sure that I act in ways that honor who I know I am. So not speaking out about the racial injustice that has been going on for far too long would not have been honoring me. So when I put my, my professional hat on, I'm still me underneath. To deny that would be very ingenuine. So I had to combine the two and put out the statement. And also too, recognizing when it comes to the COVID-19 part, we just, safety is my thing. When I'm in my professional role, even when I'm outside of my professional role, but when I'm in my professional role, my main focus is to make sure that I do my part to help keep my client safe, period. And I'm not just referring to, you know, suicide. I'm not just referring to, you know, the COVID-19. I'm talking about a sense of safety and well-being overall. But since COVID-19 showed up and wanted to, to be front and center, I had to put that together, combine that together and give a statement on COVID-19. Make sure that my clients knew 
as well as those who are already involved um, in therapy with Abundant Solutions, making sure that they know that during this time, we are here more than ever for you. We're not gonna drop you. We're gonna come up with a solution to make sure that we can still serve you during this time. So making sure that they knew that their support system was still going to be a support system during this time, those statements had to go out and they have to be front and center on that page for anybody who is wondering, no, Abundant Solutions is not on the fence. We have a statement, we took a stand and there it is. Well, I love it. And, and it, it really speaks to the description of who your patients or um, your clients may be getting their help from, right? And, and also it sets a bold example for your children to follow. So hats off to you for that. And with that, I just want to thank you for joining us today on Greekly Speaking and spending a few minutes sharing your Greek story, as well as some great professional career advice with respect to behavioral health. So thank you again, Dr. Edwards. It's been a pleasure and we hope to hear from you again soon. Okay. All right. Thank you so much for having me. I would love to come back and anything else that you have going on, if you need me to, you know, shed light on anything in the uh, mental health arena, please let me know.